This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Our text for today, ladies, will be taken from Matthew 26, verses 14 through 29. Here we're given a glimpse of some very precious time that our Lord spent with his disciples just before he was taken by Roman soldiers and the Jews. It's really hard for most of us to read this account without being deeply touched with so many emotions as we see these events fall out. Uncountable paintings have been done throughout the years, various artists' depiction of what the Last Supper might have looked like, that our Lord would share with those men whom He loved so dearly. I don't believe that any of us could do justice to that bittersweet scene. As we scan through the Gospel accounts of this Passover meal that Jesus shared with His closest friends, we are often moved to great emotion. But let's take a look at this touching scene and glean a few gems from what the Holy Spirit has given us. It was time for the Feast of the Passover, or the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Jesus' disciples asked him where they should go to find a certain place to celebrate the feast, Matthew 26:17, And he sent them to town and told them exactly what to say to a man. And so they went out at his command, saying, The Master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Matthew 26.18 The disciples did exactly what Jesus said, and they got ready for the Passover. Verse 19 Meanwhile, Judas, one of his disciples, had been covertly talking with the chief priests of the Jews and had asked them what they would pay him if he would tell them where they could find Jesus so they could arrest him. They agreed to give him thirty pieces of silver to betray the Lord. We can read this in Matthew 26.14. Isn't this pitiful and sad? He was supposed to be a friend to Jesus. But Judas allowed the devil to have control of his life. His love for money would be his downfall. That night, when they met in an upper room at the house where they had prepared to have the feast, all twelve disciples gathered around the table. As they were taking food, Jesus said, One of you will betray me. They were all exceedingly sad, and every one of them began to say, Is it me, Lord? Verses 21 through 22. Finally, Judas asked the question, Master, is it I? Verse 25. Can you just see him? Was he just acting innocent? Or maybe he was really fearful that Jesus already knew. The thoughts that must have been going through his mind. Was he fearful? But also, think about it, Judas could have humbled himself that very moment and repented and confessed and saved himself from this sin, but he did not. Jesus replied, Thou hast said. What a foreboding answer. Yes, Judas knew what he had done, and so did our Lord. And Jesus also knew that Judas would stick with his plan. Why did Judas even bother to ask, Is it I? Was he still play-acting, being the hypocrite? I don't know, but we all know it didn't end well for Judas, as he later took his own life. All of this was prophesied and fulfilled, Acts 1, 13-20. Jesus knows our hearts and minds. He knows when we do well, and he knows when we're being obedient, following him in his, excuse me, following him in his footsteps. We cannot hide anything from him, denying him, Disobeying him will all end in disaster for our soul. As we continue reading through chapter 26, we see the disciples and Jesus continued with their meal. 
Jesus broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and told them, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Drink, all of you, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I will not drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Verses 26 through 29. Even though Jesus was sad over Judas and his betrayal, he must have felt great joy over the eleven disciples who loved him so much and shared that last Passover feast with him. Even though he was sad that he would have to leave his close friends, he had joy in his heart because he knew that when he went to the cross he would be opening the gates of heaven to all men everywhere who would obey him, including those very same disciples. While saddened over the betrayal of his friend, the unnecessary loss of Judas' soul, Jesus is joyful that many others chose and are still choosing to obey him and will continue to do so throughout time until he comes to receive his own. Those gates to heaven are open to us today because he loved us so much. He was willing to die for us. Joy is not the same thing as being happy. Many things can make you happy. A new home, even an ice cream cone, a wonderful vacation. But true joy is knowing that you're living right with God and doing His will, even when everything around you might be making you unhappy. Maybe you planned a wonderful vacation, but something happened and you couldn't go. That might disappoint you, make you unhappy. But you can still have that deep-seated joy because you know that you're living the way God wants you to live. That joy lies deep in your heart, knowing that God is pleased with you. And that is how Jesus must have felt. He must have had great joy because he did what God wanted him to do so that we could all live with him forever and God would be glorified. That's the kind of joy that Paul spoke of as the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 1.22. That joy is that which is found in the true disciples of Christ. I thank you for listening, ladies. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.